0: All right. Here we are. Dan on top. Season two. This would make us episode six. Wow. Time's flying by. 21 episodes in the books after this one. But the books ain't closed because we've got an incredible individual here. A friend, a colleague, sometimes a person I clash with on LinkedIn a little bit. Not by any fault of my own. Gabe Jonas. Gabe, how you doing?
1: Doing well, Dan. How are you, buddy?
0: It's good. Long time no see. I feel like I was just in your study uh, maybe two hours ago on Zoom.
1: That's right. That's right. Hey, yeah. appreciate you having Thanks. me on today.
0: It's, you know what? It's my pleasure. You're an awesome guy. And if somebody would tell me maybe three, four months ago that I would have Gabe on my show on Dan on Top, I'd be like, you do not know who I am. You don't know who Gabe is because go on LinkedIn and read. This guy tears me up. Everything I post, he's like, investment brokers and, you know, boom, boom, boom. And and, and he, he obviously has experience because he's talking about site selection and demographics and him and Barry Wolf are going toe to toe. And maybe Gabe's comments are getting deleted here or there. But now fast forward, we took the opportunity to get to know one another offline, right? In Zoom calls and regular calls. Now I would consider you not only a LinkedIn connection, not only a colleague, but a friend, man. So I'm so happy that we've taken our relationship to, to those levels. And again, I'm appreciative of having you here on, on Dan on Top.
1: Yeah, buddy. No, I appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, it, it's a different world we're in right now and it, expanding our network and understanding we all, we're all trying to just make a living right now. So that um, was really interesting to learn about your background. You know, you're not just an investment broker. You're, I mean, dude, I think you're more of an entrepreneur that's, fallen into investment brokerage
0: so it's yeah a good stuff i would agree with that. i would definitely agree with that i know that in my background if you look i've worked for amazon i was a development director for the largest jewish day school in michigan i ran a sales department for a title insurance agency i've lived in other countries i've studied different religions i have started a number of businesses i flipped tons of houses and you're right i fell into investment sales in, in the commercial real estate brokerage world And I love it and I love investing and I love business and I love people. And what I really love, and I told you this, this morning, I woke up this morning and I I saw that message from you about wanting to connect and talk on the phone. And, you know, I told you this when we must have spoken for 25, 30 minutes. What's really amazing about connecting with people in the ancillary services or ancillary aspects of commercial real estate is that you have a whole perspective and experience manual, so to speak. That I didn't even know existed, and and I love you know picking your brain or just hearing you tell me about you know any given Thursday afternoon or morning for you, as uh, you know a real estate professional in in your field. So let's just jump right in. You know, first of all, I want to know before we get into the questions. I know this is a surprise, but I ask almost everybody, who is Gabe Jonas?
1: Yeah, no, good question. How long do we have for this? Um, <laughs> as long
0: as we need it music comes back. No,
1: No, man, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm a simple man. I'm married with kids and trying to make a a living now doing entrepreneurial stuff. But most of my career has been spent on the retail side of development. So, you know, started as an appraiser. I've worked for companies like Racetrack Petroleum, McDonald's, Arby's. I did a lot of Brokerage and development for AutoZone uh, years back down in South Florida. Uh, most recently, was working for a Taco Bell franchise group. So, I'm on my own now and trying to make a new name for myself.
0: Well, first of all, congratulations. I say that in America, especially today, there's no better place to be than on your own, and I mean that in the sense that we have an opportunity here in America. We have a lot of freedoms and liberties. The most amazing are the the, the freedoms and opportunities of owning your own home and starting your own business and owning your own business. So congratulations for being on your own. Obviously, you're not on your own. I've got your back. There's tons of people who love you and support you. We're excited for you. So, you know, touching on some of your experience, I want to know, Gabe, what separates you most from others in the retail and restaurant space?
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, probably just a diverse Experience of, you know, having been on all sides of the table. Um, you know, I've a lot of my career has been spent deal making, evaluating trade areas, uh, putting the appropriate deals together. But I've also been in a brokerage capacity before, <clears throat> also been in a developer capacity, and so, you know, a lot of the experience I had from McDonald's really, you know. S- soup to nuts like start to finish the real estate guys they're responsible for underwriting the entire deal and you evaluate things through the lens really of the operations and you know the real estate deals were just a small component of you know are you in the right trade area have you got the right site what's the cannibalization going to be like here what's your sales volume going to do have you maximized everything you can on the site within the trade area? I mean, tough, tough questions that I feel like a lot of the industry doesn't know or right. afraid to go ask those questions. So I take a, you know, not just what's out there for sale approach. I go, I analyze trade areas first and then I go investigate them. So that that's a big differentiating thing for me
0: yeah i definitely have seen that in our interactions and in your posts for sure and i want to add what i think separates you i'm not going to say that you're the only one like this but you know you're just honest man you just tell it like it is you don't apologize for it and from my perspective what i see in you is that you would rather educate and inform and advise which is something i talked about in my last segment you'd rather advise than just do a deal, and I think that that's huge, especially today. And I see that, I appreciated that, I respect that. Um, so that to me is is a huge competitive advantage and, and personal advantage that I think you have over many. So I kind of want to ask you a question, and I've just answered part of it. But yeah. you know, I know what is the ideal client. You know, I know why a client would hire you. We just talked about it. But but who is the ideal client, and, and what is it that you're going to bring to them?
1: yeah the ideal client right now would be any restaurant group that is either growing or optimizing their existing footprint and what i mean by optimizing is you may have a location that's the, the trade area shifted on it. how do you know where you should go um, or your occupancy costs have gotten to be too high And you need to, you want to stay in the segment, but where where do you go? Um, So just growing brands, you know, whether it's private equity that has restaurant brands that are growing or really any retail that is looking for someone that, that analyzes components of convenience.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I I definitely think that, that those are all um, aspects that are very important to focus on. I just want to understand, is there anything that like any approach that you take that is not commonplace in your industry maybe sets you apart?
1: Uh, I Yes, I mean, I think a big thing is analyzing the trade area first and prioritizing trade areas. And what I mean by that, you know I think oftentimes, no offense, Dan, you investment brokers, you like to throw around this this market term, you know? And I think market, it's an ambiguous term that could refer to the trade area, it could refer to the city, it could refer to the county. But trade areas, there are so many trade areas and they're driven by homework and shop,
0: right? 100%, and I I that have you. I don't know if you've looked through some, I need to defend myself, man. We're gonna go toe to toe on my show just like uh. on LinkedIn. You want man, that's what you got, yeah. So I don't know if you've looked through my offering memorandums, but I definitely you know trade area is important, right? Market is important, yeah. but I also have you know several pages at the end of every one of my offering memorandums that talks about population density, demographics, how's the population doing over time, what does it look like, what are the traffic counts. Is it on a hard, you know, signalized corner, because I agree with you, you know, I think that as a broker, what I'm very careful not to do is overemphasize things that aren't important, number one, and exaggerate or take things out of context, right? I could say something's in the Miami MSA, right, but it might be in a part of Florida that really looks more like Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Or I could say, well, MSA, the metropolitan statistical area, it stops here. But you know, like if I make Google maps look this way, or if I look at it at this angle, maybe it's close enough, I don't do that. Because at the end of the day, that's my name. And whatever I put in my offering memorandums, whatever deals I take to the closing line, or even any deal I, I even pitch to a seller, or even any deal I pitch to the buyer, that's my name, that's my reputation. So I would have to say that I'm not arguing with you. I'm actually agreeing with you. I think that the demographics and population density and all the things I just mentioned are so important because at the end of the day, we're not selling house, right? We're not selling something that looks beautiful or smells nice. We're selling a bond, right? We're selling a piece of real estate that is guaranteed by a lease, okay? And guaranteed by this, the strength of a specific guarantor. And it's also an assurance and its, it's, it's value is based on what's the likelihood that not only will the tenant stay here and continue to pay, but that if I do need to re-tenant it, I can put in someone that's going to cash flow me the same or more with the same relative security and guarantee. And without looking at demographics and population densities and traffic counts, et cetera, et cetera, I can't know that.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm going to dissect what you just said for a minute. That's all right. Okay. Do it. Huge fan of population density. I think that's one of the very important first screens right now. Um, I, I Demographics is down on the list for me. You, I get to demographics, right? I like my trade area to but first. Mean
0: black, white, right? Latino, Latino, Latino. Latino, Latino. It doesn't mean that.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that's what I mean. So when I say diverse, ethnic um, variation. So it's not just.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess what, what I understand that you're saying is that the diversity and that's important. Population density is important. Demographics, as I see it, Gabe, and sorry to cut you off, but demographics as I see it is not just a breakdown racially or age wise. It's also how's the population doing over time. It's also, you know, uh, different aspects of education level of the type of career, right? If I'm looking at a hospital, I'm going to evaluate the different types of market conditions and the types of people that work there or live there and in a different way than I am if I'm selling, let's say, a Burger King or a McDonald's or in a very different way if I'm selling a strip center or a shopping center.
1: Yeah. Sorry, buddy, you cut out there for a second. I, I think I, my my connection went down.
0: Oh yeah, um, no, no problem. That's why I jump in.
1: Um, so I, I, forgive me, I, I said, but you know, hooking back into the demographics and the importance of that yes that is important i don't want to undermine
0: the yeah they're very very important that's for sure so it sounds like the demographics of these wi-fi are just kind of having some challenges here so we might need to uh see what we can do to tweak those in the meantime, though, uh, Gabe, just chime in when you're back with us. I know we, we kind of lost him there for a second. I want to just stress again that you can't look at an asset and say that every apple is the same as every apple because there are traffic counts, there are population densities, there are demographics, there are least guarantor differences, there are term and rent bump differences and and you really need a broker to analyze that just like you need someone like Gabe to analyze your site when you're selecting it to determine if it's going to be a good fit to build let's say whatever new type of property that's going to be built there so I think those are important aspects and and, you know I know Gabe pretty well now and I think that that's he would agree with me on those points as well anyway Gabe you still with us
1: yeah am I back in yet yeah you're good okay Sorry about that, Dan. I don't know what's going on.
0: It's all right. It's the it's the COVID internet bug. Everyone gets it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So where can I jump back in? Where were we?
0: 80 like You got it. We've got about three and a half minutes.
1: Okay. Um, well, <clears throat> I, I was starting to say about another thing that people should take a look at, a closer look at. And it's a best kept secret. It's called distance decay. Um, Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, loud and clear. I want to know about distance decay because I've never heard of it.
1: Yeah, so it's a mathematical equation. If you just typed in a Google search, you you type in distance decay and you look at this long mathematical equation. You're like, whoa. But basically, what it does it statistically measures your location to the closest homework and shop, like the generators. So in essence, it's a measurement of convenience. So the higher your distance decay across all of those sales generators, the better your trade area, the better your site, okay? That is a very, very important thing that I'm really shocked is not more widely utilized by the retail community. I mean, ask yourself this, Dan, would you agree that we live in a convenient society?
0: 100% and I think that that's going up more and more every day.
1: This is a factor, distance decay, that will become, in my mind, a differentiator for, a lot of mapping programs don't offer this. They don't understand it. A lot of analysts, can do the math, but they struggle when they get to the art side of it. You know, real estate's an art and a science, yeah. science, science is the math. Uh, real estate is the art. So, you know, I'd like to see better diversity of offerings for particularly restaurants and retail on the analyst side, analyzing side. Um, You know, I, you can check out restaurant development experts, uh, Larry strain, just plug him for a quick second. He, he, in my opinion has figured it out. Um, He's cracked what I call the convenience code and he marries the concept of population density and distance decay to take the first natural step that is not done when you're going to start any kind of search or optimization efforts for real estate.
0: Well, hey, I mean, that's so, awesome. This is one of the many reasons I love Dan on top. I learn something every day, and I, I had never heard of that, Gabe. I mean, I understand the concept, but thanks for sharing that with us. We've got, I'd say, maybe another 35, 40 seconds, if that. So is there anything you want to close with?
1: Um, nothing specific other than, you know, keep, keep posting people online, LinkedIn. I think, you know, where we're at just as a, uh, you know, as a world systemic thing. We we need more collaborative efforts. We need people that are not taking so much offense to, this is my work, I'm not sharing it, but we're gonna get through this together. So um, I wanna be one of those folks that is honest and open and collaborative with other folks.
0: There you go, Gabe Jonas,
1: honest, effort,
0: collaborative with other folks. This is it, Dan on Top, season two, episode six my main man gabe jonas reach out to him if you ever need anything in site selection i love him i appreciate him i respect him appreciate your time gabe thank you so much and even more importantly thank you everyone out there for watching and tuning in to dan on top we'll see you soon